So this, I always say solar, you know, so, so. This is the episode, this is the last episode for this year. And it's been really eye-opening putting this episode together, just how many things I've done this year. And in preparation for this episode, I sort of did a giant timeline of this year and wrote everything out that I'd done and remembered some things that I'd forgotten about. And looking back at all of it, I'm just amazed at how much has happened and how much I've learned and grown and changed and all of it, everything in between. So 2016 has been a phenomenal year, phenomenal, phenomenal year. And it feels like it's been a tough one an amazing one and everything one for everyone. Yeah, just talking with friends and family, everyone seems to have gone through quite a turbulent year full of highs and lows and confusions and all this stuff. So that's an interesting thing. I don't quite know what that means, but it's good to know that I'm not alone in uh, all the craziness of this year. So I just thought it's, you know, I always like doing this to reflect back on the year and look at the things I've learned, the most significant things I've learned and how just everything I've achieved, everything I've done. And in this episode, I'll just be focused on the things that I've made for Bees for Being and all the realizations that have come through just the process of making a podcast episode every week. So... Just a little overview of the things I've done. This year, I started this year with episode 11, which was How to Live Authentically. It's a pretty juicy episode if you want to check that one out. Uh, and it, and it encap- encapsulates, and it encapsulates, oh yeah, fancy words, uh, my understanding of the key factors to living an authentic life and to unblocking this like your authentic energy flow so check that one out if you're interested um so i started this year with that and then i produced seven episodes up until episode 27 yes and then i just stopped sorry not seven episodes till episode 17 so from 11 Till 17, that is seven episodes. Yes, I love maths. And at that point, a lot was going on for me. And I'd I'd moved into a new part of town. I'll go into that more later in the the episode. Um, But basically, I had a four-month hiatus. It was just completely unexpected from April to August. I didn't make a single podcast episode. So I'll mention, I'll talk a little bit about that later because that was quite unexpected and there was a lot of uh, fear going on in me with whether I was um, going to ever start the uh, start sharing on BS for being again. So it was pretty, it was a pretty big 
transitional time for me. Uh, but then I started be- uh, producing episodes again in early August and until now, until this episode you're listening to right now. So in total this year I produced 34 podcast episodes and I wrote over 34,000 words of show notes. I can't even believe I've done that. But that's what happens, I guess, when you run a podcast. Uh, and also, I started the Free Flow series, the Free Flow Fridays. And by the time you listen to this, I will have recorded and shared 12 episodes with you. And that was really always the plan with that, just to to explore what unrehearsed authentic expression, what my unrehearsed authentic expression was like when I pointed a camera at my face. So it was a big comfort zone challenge for me. And it's it's presented nicely in those videos. Uh, so you can go and look at all the awkwardness and flow moments in those on Facebook, if you so please. And one other thing, I moved house three times this year. And that was not planned but yeah, it's just how it worked out. It was actually kind of four times if you include the house I moved into for one day and then got kicked out of. So it's about three or four times. Um, I didn't get kicked out because I was causing trouble. It was just how it worked out. Other story. So coming back to this episode, a big part of this episode is sharing the biggest learnings of this year that I've realized and have greatly changed the way I create or see the world or connect with other people. Okay, so this learning I'm about to talk about, I've discovered it sort of underlies many, many different areas of life. And what I'm talking about, what I've labeled this is flow, then structure. So the rhythm and pacing of our energy, our sort of creation, our action, our doing, is primary to us then coming in and structuring it. So flow comes before we start to structure it. I realized this because things were the other way around for me. I was trying to structure things without regard for my current energy level or or my, my rhythms and the pace I like to work at. So when I was doing this, I was placing more importance on the plans, schedules, and outcomes that I'd decided on without regarding how I was actually feeling that day and what I was capable of achieving, given my energy level, how much sleep I got, all of these factors, which are just a reality in that moment. So the plans became uh, primary to the actual present moment reality of of how I was doing. And I'm calling that the flow. So when we aren't working with the actual flow in the moment, the energy we have to 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 use and to create with, or how just how we're feeling, basically. I don't need to complicate it. It's just how we're feeling in that moment and what is a reality of getting done in a day. I'm just using scheduling a day as a finite example, but this dynamic spreads to many different areas of life. Just as a little note, I grew up with very rigid rules in place and I learned that it's a good thing to stick to those rules, otherwise uh, unpleasant things happened, not like, you know, I got beaten up or whatever, but 
they were enforced so rigidly and so uh, so definitely, I just followed them and I didn't really know why. And so I was following these rules, which are a form of structure, but I didn't know where they'd come from. And I was just following them. I was like, okay, this is how you do rules. Like rules dictate your actions. You have rules and you follow them. Uh, it doesn't matter how you're feeling or what's going on in this moment. If the rules are there, you follow them and don't question it. So this is what I took into how I was planning my day and the things I wanted to achieve, especially with B is for being. There's a lot to uh, share and I needed a way to structure all the information and get it out to you guys. So I would sit down and start planning stuff, but the plan would take precedence, would be more important than how I was actually doing in that day. So what this resulted in is my schedule basically looked like, you know, I had like many, many big tasks scheduled in one day, like four or five big tasks that would take three or four hours each. Uh, no food breaks scheduled and no breaks from work. So it, like every task was just followed by the next task. So basically kind of treating myself like a robot and using the, 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 the plan that I'd put in place to sort of dictate my actions, my flow. And I realized that, uh, I realized this wasn't the way things were working because I was just feeling like crap. Things weren't feeling fun. And I was make, you know, I'm, I'm creating episodes with the podcast and suddenly I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore. This is just so hard, so difficult. And it felt that hard because it felt so harsh the way I was rigidly sticking to these plans I'd set out for myself that, you know, I was, I was just like not having any fun anymore. So if, if you're doing something that's not really fun and you keep doing it and doing it and forcing yourself to do it, eventually you're like, no, I don't want to do this anymore. Uh, when I realized that I was just rigidly following these, these plans and that I, that my flow was there first and that the structure is there to complement the flow that's already there, then I tried a new scheduling approach, which worked amazingly and I'm still using it now. So now I see things more as a plan that I can uh, change and will probably change depending on what's actually going on that day, how I'm feeling, how much sleep I got, etc. So instead of following those rigid tasks uh, with a mindset of they need to be completed exactly at the time I've set them to be completed, now it's more about tuning in with that moment and saying, hmm, no, I'm actually really hungry right now and I've got a giant task scheduled, but I won't be able to get that task done if I'm completely hungry. So I need to, yeah, I need to step outside what I've planned right now and then go and eat something and then I can do it. And so by tuning into the present moment and asking what, how am I actually feeling? That is me touching base with the flow, the energy that is present within me and then honoring it by adapting the structure I'd put in place to what it is currently. So that is switching the importance. That's putting the flow first and then the structure. And since doing that, I've noticed I'm getting more work done in less time because it feels fun now and I know I have the freedom to adapt to anything that comes up unpredictably. So I don't feel so 
worried about my plans not going exactly as I planned them. Wow, this is a really long section. I just wanted to share that because, as, as I said, this dynamic comes up in many different areas of life, uh, especially in music. Like, first, you need this, this creative energy with music. Um, and then you bring the structure in of melody and counterpoint and all of these other musical theories. But the theories are there to describe and to guide the flows that come out of people naturally. That's, that's how I see it anyway. So you might have your own opinion, but I don't know. I felt like sharing that. So next biggest learning. This year, I've written intros for every single episode I've produced and realized more often than not, I was using words and phrases that I don't normally use. So that, you know, these were like over enthusiastic adjectives, over enthusiastic adjectives. Mm. And realizing I was using phrases that I'd heard on other blogs and websites, which made them sound like they were more official and authoritative, but these weren't feeling like me. So I realized I was overcompensating when I felt like I had to dress things up and polish them up. But it, it kept feeling fake every time I did this. So it just kept grinding against me. I was like, really? Is this how I meant to write intros? And is this how I meant to feel after writing every intro? And then it got to a point where it just didn't feel good. And I realized I was overcompensating for the fact that I didn't believe I had any real value to offer with the episode. And looking back on the episodes I produced, I can see this isn't true. There's some good, good takeaway nuggets, takeaway nuggets. Hmm. There's some good nuggets of information in each one. So I could see that, that I was offering some value and I started asking myself, why am I, why am I overcompensating? Why do I feel, why do I feel like I need to use these fancy words and, and everything? And I, I realized I wasn't trusting that just sharing my story, the experiences I've gone through and my reflections and how I've come through certain experiences, I wasn't trusting that that was enough for people. And I did an episode all about this. I believe it's episode 26, Trusting I Am Enough. And that's all about this this time, this, this time of real, realization. I'm still working with this and still having to remind myself that just sharing simply and openly, I can help someone, I can offer value through the experience I'm offering. And I realized this because all of the, the other podcasts and videos I like watching, the ones that I really like all have this genuine, authentic sharing to them and they're not trying to dress it up. They're just being themselves and sharing a story that happened to them and reflecting on it. And that's it. And why that is so interesting and helpful is having access to other people's experiences and, and their reflections on them uh, is just going to broaden our learning and our knowledge. And that's really at the heart of what most of these successful uh, podcasts and, and video producers are doing. They're just sharing their stories, especially vloggers. So that's that's really all they're doing. And that's that's what engages people because there's some little nuggets of wisdom or learning that can be gained from 
them just sharing their experience and how they got through it. So when I saw this, I, I just changed how I write to just be more simple and stating things very factually instead of overusing adjectives or these really fancy sounding phrases as if I was writing for some magazine or some other publication. And really at the end of the day, I just want to be me here on, on, the, uh, on the site because that, you know that is the journey I'm on and this is a part of it. So all of these learnings uh, come back to that main point of me discovering what is me and what is not me. So I've drifted outside of what is me and then at a certain point it's felt very tense or uncomfortable and I've realized, oh, this isn't me at all. And then I come back and try and find that middle spot of how I'd actually like to be expressing myself and not how I think I should should express based on what other people are doing. So uh, it's actually re- been really fun to just get more simple with what I'm sharing and and just state it naturally. And And when I look back at that writing, it reads very smoothly and clearly and it's easy to digest. And so I actually feel that the podcasts where I have written intros from that headspace are easier to read and more enjoyable. So interesting. The third biggest learning I'd like to share with you is I will always be a work in progress. And what that means for me is I am not my work. I am am like a continuously evolving uh, creature, being, whatever you want to call it. And what I create in this moment represents how I am and not who I am. It represents how I am at the time I've created this thing. So every week I've been creating a podcast episode. If you just take one of those episodes, it doesn't represent who I am fixed in stone. No, it doesn't represent that. It represents how I am at the time I created it. I realized this by just through the process of making a podcast every week. I saw firsthand that I'm different every day of every week and never the same from day to day. After every week of completing an episode, I saw the natural development of my speaking and writing skills. And if you go back and listen to the early episodes, perhaps from 2015, you will hear a difference in the way I'm speaking and sharing. And so there's just this natural development going on from continuing to create and put it out there. And this means, you know, I'm changing with every episode or really every moment of every day I'm changing and therefore the next episode I create in the following week I'm creating from the place I'm at now because of the episode I previously made I hope that makes sense so every week I make an episode I change a bit and then in the next week I'm already this changed new version of myself and I make a new episode from that place And that just keeps going and going. So realizing that, it's very clear to see that that nothing I make is who I am. Because as soon as I make it, I'm different. Once I realized this, I've just sort of eased up. And maybe you can hear it in my voice right now. I don't care as much about little tiny mistakes in what I'm speaking or how I'm saying things. Because I know that this is simply a reflection of how I am right now. And this is going to change even after you've listened to this episode. I am different, already different. 
So it's a continual process of evolution and there is no end point. So nothing I ever share can be an ultimate reflection of who I am because I'm always changing. So I hope that I hope that makes sense. It's a quite a complex thing to describe. Uh, and so knowing that I've just felt freer to create what I want and not care so much about the outcome of that particular episode or whatever it is I'm creating. And this was actually a huge part of the free flow series that I talked about earlier. I was very raw, very vulnerable on the on the cameras, the you know, the first times I'm basically pointing a camera at my face and doing stuff. So, but I but that helped me because I realized that yes, I'm awkward and I'm nervous in this video, but that is not a reflection of who I am. That is a reflection of how I was in that moment on that day. Those are the biggest learnings of this year. There are a few episodes this year which have become the most popular episodes of the podcast so far. And so I've got a little list of three here. And uh, the first one is uh, episode 18, Uncovering Your Inner Voice and Living True to Your Passion. And this was my talk with Peter Sharp from The, the Liberators. And that was, that was an awesome interview, huge interview, actually. Very long, uh, but very worth it. And... Yeah, a lot of people enjoyed that one. So I'm sharing this here just in case you missed those and you wanted to go back and have, you know, just have a, a curated list of the best of beers for being of this year. The second one uh, was episode 21. And this was my talk with Tim. And in that episode, he shared some really big tools, one of which was the four agreements, the book, uh, the relationship triangle and nonviolent communication. Three of those are the three tools that he's been using to uh, to live a life full of self worth and just create such a rich and vibrant and joyful life for himself. So I had to check those out, and I did. And a lot of people uh, mentioned that uh, how helpful that episode was. It's just packed with those tools and talking all about them. And then the third one was feeling selfish for taking care of our needs. This was episode 22 and my talk with Eve Lauren. And this again was a very action-packed episode. It did drift off track a little bit into some very interesting territory about Eve's uh, whole backstory and life. And then, then in the second half of that episode, we get into some really juicy details about how we can take care of our needs even when uh, we we feel that we might be letting other people down. And Eve shares a really cool tool, uh, which involves flipping a coin to work out what it is you actually want from a situation when there's a bit of confusion there for you. Towards the start of the year, I took a trip to Rottnest Island. Uh, if you're not familiar with that, it's off the west coast of Western Australia, uh, near Perth. And while I was there, I decided to do the first adventure episode, riding my bike around the island. There's no cars on the island, so it was, it's mostly just bikes riding around. And I strapped a microphone to my chin so I could ride and talk at the same time. And basically, that's how I recorded the whole episode. And it was just incredibly fun. And I go on little little adventures and meet the little, I think they're marsupials, quokkas. 
There's these little, little cute creatures that hop around like kangaroos, but are much tinier and just doing their thing on the island. So that was a really fun episode to, to do. Uh, and so if you're up for some fun, check that one out if you missed it. This year, there were also some episodes where I really opened myself up to being vulnerable and raw. And in doing so, I feel I created a few episodes that have a lot of rich, rich information in them and can really be used to transform uh, your life or parts of your life. But if nothing else, these episodes may just offer a perspective change, which can be useful uh, anyway. So I've called these the heavy hitters because I feel these episodes pack the most punch uh, in terms of how long the episode is and what I get down to in the actual episode. The first one is episode 24, Self-Acceptance Comes Before Self-Help. And that's a that's a huge uh, area I keep coming back to. From my own experience, I've looked at a lot of self-help material. And when I realized that I was actually using this self-help material as a way to show myself how much work I needed to do on myself and how not good I was right now, I realized there was a step missing and that step was self-acceptance. I needed to accept myself before I could utilize the things they were talking about in the self-help material. Otherwise, I would just beat myself up with all the techniques and things they were showing me because I hadn't accepted myself as I was right now. The next big episode was uh, how my parents let me down and why it was never their fault. This is episode 23. And in this one, I talk all about how mad I got with my parents when I realized that all the hardships, that most of the confusion in my relationships and connections with other people came from them and how they showed me to live, uh, how they showed me to live my life based on how they were relating to each other and living their lives. And also in that episode, I share my realization of how it was never their fault, why it was never their fault. So that's a huge one. And really, uh, that's a continuous process because things always come up where you're like, oh my gosh, what? why are you still doing this? And why am I even doing it if I can see how unhelpful it is? So it's a continuous process of, of self-awareness in that one and owning our own behaviors, basically, and not, not no longer... Uh, blaming our parents for for the behaviors that we're acting out, even if they role modeled them first. And the last one on this heavy hitter list is episode 13. I'm not good enough and I need to be better. I feel that this episode is a great summary of, of the core of Beers for Being. And is a yeah, it's a very powerful look at at beliefs and the different ways we try and protect ourselves from past pains and and stuff. And basically, why this belief exists in the first place. I'm not good enough, and I need need to be better. So it's a it's a huge episode and packs a lot of punch. So those were just a few of the episodes that I feel have a lot to offer and are a good selection. 
this year hasn't always been full of clarity and creativity. As I said earlier, I had a, a long break, a four-month break in April to August. This was this just came up. I didn't have the motivation or drive to make anything for the website. And it felt like I would be forcing myself to do it if I tried. And so I got really worried and, and afraid, basically, that that was the end of Beers for Being. I was kind of sad about that because I had all this stuff to sh- share in, originally and then I got to this point where I'm like, oh, I guess that's it. No, no drive anymore. And in the past, that's that's meant that I just stop and abandon the project and feel a bit crap for a while and then try and do something else and then at some point do the same, abandon that one as well. So I was really afraid that that was happening again. But looking back... I realized that I was going through huge changes during that time and didn't have a solid home base set up. So this year has been the first year back from living in Berlin. I returned back to Perth in November last year and then moved to Fremantle, Western Australia in February of this year. And Pretty much from as soon as I got there, I had a whole bunch of different experiences. And then by the time I was in April, I'd just moved to a new house in Fremantle. And there are all these things I felt driven to do. And creating podcasts wasn't one of them. I felt more socially active. I needed to just go out and meet as many people as I could and have as many conversations as I could. And that was what I did. And I just followed that and I trusted, okay, maybe I'll feel like creating for beers for being again. But if I don't feel that right now, then I'm not going to force it because I guess that would be inauthentic. And I listened to the energy that was within me or the, the motivation, basically. And I went out and just met all these people. And once that process was done, it took about four months once I made all these new friends and... uh felt more grounded with where I was in Fremantle, then I was able to, uh, then this this drive came back to start creating stuff for Bees for Being. And it was awesome. And when it came back, it was just full force. So that told me that I needed first to have a solid home foundation to feel really safe and secure. I don't mean safe as in like, I'm afraid that someone's going to get me. I mean, safe in the fact that you can come back and have your own space and just chill and re-energize in a space that you feel comfortable in. And with that set up, all this creative energy came back. Yeah, so I'm really proud of myself for for listening to what was the more authentic option uh, at that time. And again, it comes back to the flow, then structure. So flow before structure. So I was listening to what my current motivation or drive was and then basically listening to that and not letting the structure of producing an episode every week dictate how my flow should be or shouldn't be. Another big moment of complete confusion and I lost all clarity on what I was doing with, with this podcast, even just sitting down and talking in front of a microphone just started to feel bizarre and it was around between episode 23 to 26, I 
was like, what am I doing? Does this even make sense? And this doubt, this fear came that perhaps my friends and family were just being polite and saying, wow, Ben, this is, this is really cool what you're doing. And just sort of encouraging me and saying, Haha, nice, it's really cute that he's doing this little project where he goes and talks to the people and puts it online. That's so cute. So this was all in my head. No one ever said that. But it came on full force, this doubt and this fear that that's what was actually happening. What did I do to recover from that? I just kept making. There was some tiny part in me. It was like, just keep doing it. This is going to pass. And I kept making those episodes. And this was around the time I was realizing I was overcompensating for stuff as well, trying to make things sound fancier than they were or think of really amazing uh, podcast titles and subjects to talk about. And so I basically documented that struggle uh, with a few of those episodes. Uh, and one I've already mentioned is episode 26, Trusting I Am Enough. And so that's a really interesting part of this year. And I'm glad I documented that through uh, some of those episodes. And really, this is a journey of, this is the journey. That's what I'm trying to get across anyway. I'm trying to share those moments of doubt and confusion and share how I got through those. I hope I've been able to do, to do that. Now, there's been a few things I haven't done this year. I've done a lot this year, but there's been a few things I haven't done and actually feared away from them. If I'm really honest with myself, I haven't done them because they felt uncomfortable. And one of those is releasing the pocket guide of gentle reminders. For those who have no idea what that is, it's a guide I've been working on for the moments in life where things, where, yeah, where there's just complete confusion or overwhelm, anger, hardship, whatever. And they're just reminders, I'm calling them gentle reminders of things we already know about that will help us. That, you know, just shift your perspective slightly and you realize, oh, okay, and you can kind of relax and let go and realize, okay, what I'm experiencing right now is not ultimately important and will pass. So it's a guide aimed at providing relief in those really difficult, unpleasant situations. And it's gone through a few different stages this year. I've worked on it and worked on it, and it's just evolved and, and evolved. And I guess like most of my work this year, it got to a point where I simplified it. And I'm like, what am I actually trying to do here? And again, I was over, overcompensating because... This is the first guide I've ever produced and I want it to be good, I, you know, and I was treating it as if it was a reflection of who I am. So how I was working on it needed, you know, everything needed to be perfect. Otherwise, people would look at it and be like, oh, my God, this Ben guy's ridiculous. He thinks he's helping people, but no, look at this complete crap. So I went through all of that and I'm like, hang on, what am I trying to do here? Let's bring it back. Let's make it really simple. And... I came to the point where I'm like, this guide is just the reminders that I remind myself of, the reminders that have been the most helpful in providing relief for me in these tough situations where I'm overwhelmed or fearful or jealous or whatever it is. And then I started rewriting the guide from that perspective, just sharing these reminders as if I'm reminding myself of the things I already know. And that's where I'm at right now with it. Uh, producing an episode of the podcast every week has been a full-time job. So I haven't spent as much time as 
I wanted to get that done this year, but I have been working on it and it's going in a direction that I really like. I will be releasing that sometime next year. We'll be definitely releasing that sometime next year. The other thing I realized was lacking from the site is getting feedback from others and getting this this two-way conversation going. And I, you know, I've asked for feedback throughout different episodes on the podcast and not really gotten that much. I've gotten some back and it's all been very helpful, but not as much as I would have liked. And I'm like, what? You know, I want more feedback, but I wasn't actually going out and connecting with other communities and telling them about what I'm doing and sort of pointing them back to my site. And that's a big part of, you know, making them aware of where that this exists and this is what I'm doing. So I knew that. I knew I had to go out and connect with other people, but I found it very, very hard. So often I'd have a to-do item on my list of like connect with this person or send this industry leader an email that you want to interview them. And I wouldn't do it because I was afraid of being rejected by them and just completely like, oh, I guess what I'm doing isn't really that important because they said, no, I don't want to be on your show. And realizing that who I am is always changing. Again, it comes back to one of the one of the biggest learnings of this year. Who I am is not possible to define. And it's only how I am in this moment that I can that is reflected through what I create and how I express myself right now. So knowing that, going forward and connecting with these people, with that information, it feels easier because I'm just how I am. And I could ask someone like, hey, do you want to have an interview? And they say no, uh, because whatever, my site's not working for them or they have other interests or they're just not interested or they're busy. But instead of taking that as a reflection of who I am, I just see that as a reflection of how they are in that moment and has nothing to do with, with me. So I feel freer just to there's less weight riding on whether they say yes or no. So I, I can see, I just send them an email if they say yes, wow, amazing. If they say no, whatever. Cool, at least I tried and that's all that matters. So coming in 2017 is the pocket guide, as I mentioned. There's going to be a few design changes. Uh, so it's easier for people landing on the, the, the page for the first time to, to understand the journey I'm on in uncovering my authentic self and living that full time and also more interviews with these people that I admire and know can share some wisdom and value for all of us and of course sharing my own journey my realizations just as I've been doing this year just speaking simply from what I believe and what I feel in this moment and sharing with you how I've gone through the experiences I'm having the the journey of my life 2016, what the heck, it's been a huge year for everyone, so many adventures, hardships, confusing moments, euphoric moments, and, you know, connection, disconnection with other people, everything's happened this year. I'll be taking a month off to rest and reflect on everything that's happened this year uh, for the podcast. It's been huge. Uh, and 
uh, yeah, I definitely need this rest. Originally, I'm like, cool, I'll just take one week off and get back to it. And I'm like, mm, that's not really that so much. I'll take two weeks off because it's Christmas break. And then I was talking with a friend and he was like, man, take a month off. Like you've been working really hard this year. Take a month off. And when he said that, I'm like, yeah, a month sounds awesome. So a month is what it's going to be. And I'll be back on January 22nd in the new year, 2017, with a new episode for you. Oh, yeah. One last thing before I go, guys. As I'm trying to reach the people who will benefit from what I'm sharing the most, if you have gotten some benefit from the podcast this year, if you could please consider writing a short review for the podcast. So if you have an iTunes account, you can do that on the iTunes store. Those reviews really help to uh, help other people find the podcast. And if you, do, if you don't have an iTunes account, so basically if you don't own any sort of Apple device, feel free to just go over and leave a comment on the Facebook page or like it if you haven't done so already. It really, really helps the... I mean, everyone says this, it really, really helps, but it really does because when people come to the site or they land on the iTunes store page for the podcast, they can see that there's value inside it and that there's something worth their time inside. So if you have found something worth your time in the podcast this year, please take the time to either write a review or or share it on your Facebook page, whatever you want to do. But I really, really would greatly, greatly appreciate that. It's just crazy how much work I've put into this podcast this year and it's not going to stop for next year. So yeah, just do what you feel like you want to do. That's it. So as always, give me your feedback. If there's anything this year you're like, that was awesome, keep doing it, let me know. If there's anything that you don't want to hear about again or is upsetting you, also please let me know and I'll see what I can do about it. That is it. This is the final episode of Beers for Being this year and looking forward to my month off, relaxing, watching movies, going for swims in the ocean, Whatever I feel like, I will do it. And I wish you a happy, healthy, safe Christmas break or holiday break if you don't actually celebrate Christmas. Just break from work, just to rest and reflect. And I'll see you in the new year. Yeah, I guess that's it for this year. Wow, cool. With that, I leave you and enjoy your life until next time i don't know what to say just be awesome